nervous too. I've probably lost the words. to another edition of the Lost Words DraftKings podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey, Tom. How did that go for you last week? Uh, terribly. It, it <laughs> was honestly uh, almost shameful how bad I was last week. Like, I think three of my four picks missed the cut, like, betting-wise. Uh, Svensson made it by making a hole-in-one. Um, so, yeah, like, trash. I mean, Keith Mitchell was poor. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, bad. And then... Like the others, you're fine. They're like long shots, but like those two guys, I was really keen on and just didn't do it. But I think there's a risk with that, like not to make excuses, but it's the first event of the year, and for a lot of these guys, and it's pretty hard to predict. So if it carried on for the next two or three weeks, I'd be concerned. But if it's just one week, I can kind of get over it. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, and it was kind of a bold take last week when I was on the show saying I was fading the entire 10k range, but. It worked out really, really well because yeah. you King Kim Sung Jae and Spieth missed the cut, and I had a five out of six lineup that was really good. The only one that kind of screwed me was Billy, um, who I stayed on because I figured everyone would go off him because of the whole news that came out. So I was like, I don't like it either, but if it, if its ownership's really low, so but I, I had a pretty good five out of six lineup. I cashed and um, a lot of what I was doing. So I was I was happy with it. Betting wise, didn't go the best it was you know all right but uh adam scott played really well i thought um that, i think that was encouraging for him going forward too the way he played yeah i actually had a five of six missed cut lineup um wow. <laughs> literally tom kim missed the cut keith mitchell missed the cut mackenzie hughes missed the cut robbie shows missed the cut ling murph missed the cut um <laughs> like ling murph you can kind of get behind shelton was getting a little bit of steam fine but like hughes mitchell and kim just felt safe uh, the only person that made the cut out of that lot was Russell Henley, and he finished 30 seconds. So, um, yeah, it was not a good lineup. But <clears throat> it's just weird. Like, sometimes those things are going to happen. Um, it's what it is. I thought Semi Cowell was going to do something for you on Saturday, and then he just died. Um, but yeah, Sunday. He was on a run, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, if you had five out of six, and which was pretty like low, uh, not a lot of people had six out of sixes because so many notable guys missed the cut. Like even him finishing, and what did he finish? Forty fifth or something? Like that was perfectly fine at sixty six hundred. Sixty seventh, he finished, but like his points, he got like sixty nine and a half points, and like I had him. So in the lineup, I had him, Svensson, Cam Davis, Tom Hoagie. Like you would have expected Hoagie and Davis to kind of prop it up, and the people that missed the cut in that were Sung Jae at twenty two percent owned and and Scott Piercy at zero point five six. It was just a weird week, like for me. Uh, yeah, it personally. was. Uh, I realised whoever it was that pointed out that I say like 400 times on the podcast. I've already done it about 300 times, so uh, buckle in because it's not going to get any better. Um, over to the Americans. Do we... Hayden Buckley wasn't bad yesterday, right? Like, I, didn't, I didn't see much of it, but he, he wasn't bad. He just didn't make it in the end. No, I I thought he, he had a chance to get the thing up and down on 18. Like, uh, see, Wu, I mean, he just... I, I looked at him and I seemed he seemed too cheap and he seemed too um, like cheap betting wise too. But like I was like Pete Dye. I just I get so locked into that Pete Dye. I really thing. didn't like him here. Like yeah. there, there was no reason for me to like him at all. So uh, I, I don't mind. I, I yep. always feel a bit strange when Siwoo Kim's wins at like fifty to one. I always think why like why was I not on him? Like it makes the perfect sense. But um, yeah, I wasn't, and and that's it. So. Um, on to the Amex, I guess. It's, well, we've got five of the top seven in the, in the world. Not Rory, not Cam uh, Smith. And then you've got 12 or 13 of the top 20 as well. 
Yeah, really good field. It's probably the best field I could remember. It's de- ever definitely being. the best here ever, I think. And I, I don't yeah. know what what it's not an elevated event, so I don't know what it is that's caused that. I guess it's maybe just people having to play elevated events want to get warmed up for them, maybe. Could be that. It could be. Um, yeah, or could it just be like people trying to make a statement with just the whole live thing, like just playing at all these events. People yeah. saying these events are going to be bad now be- because of the elevated events. So it's like, hey, we need you guys to keep playing these events so we can keep the sponsors, you know? I mean, the other thing is like Ram, Finau, can't they play here all the time, right? So it's not yep. in plays here. Zalatoris played here last year. So actually, you really only added in Shoffle, Tom Kim's risen up the rail rankings. So it's maybe just not as much of an addition as you think. It's just more where they are now in the world. Right. Yeah, it could be that. So, John Rahm at 10-8, Scott Shepard 10-5, Tony Finau 10-2, Patrick Cantley 10-1, Xander Shuffle 10. Is there a must-play for you in this range, or are you doing what you did last week? For me, there is. I, I think it's Cantley. I mean, he just seems automatic here. He's last three trips here. He's 9-2nd, 9th, 2nd. 9-2nd, 9th, yep. Yeah, 9-2nd, 9th. Um, and... It just seems like his skill set is like perfect for this place because he's like the elite version of the guys who can win here who like, you know, they can hit their wedge as well. They can get really hot putter. He's like just the elite version of the of the long shot to have done well here. And I just think he's like with John Rom, his perfect skill set is like long and straight off the tee. He's good with the long iron. Like it's just it's mitigated here with Cantley. His strengths seem like they're uh, highlighted here. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I remember because Cantley opened with a 62 last year. I can't remember which course that was on him guessing it may have been um, Nicholas or Lekinza, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but he shot 61 in the final round chasing down Siwoo, didn't he, like two years ago as well. So he's, he can he can literally go lights out every course. And I think basically all three courses are a similar test. It's just that the stadium course is a little bit tougher with the added water in. Yep. And, you know, Cantley too, he seems like he plays really well on um, easier courses, whereas guys like Rahm and Scheffler play better on tougher courses. Yeah, so... I initially wanted to go with Rahm just because he's got that win here. Like even when he was playing terribly and calling it a piece of shit passing contest, <laughs> he played well. Like I just, he was poor in the end of that week. Like I think he just beat himself attitude wise. And I'm just thinking like the discount between Rahm and Cantley is pretty huge. And in a in the Masters or something, I think that's warranted. But in an event like this, to your point, I don't think there's that much of a gap between the two. Right, and Cantley is can get hotter with a putter i mean rom can get definitely get hot when he did two weeks ago but can't i just think his you know this seems like right up his alley uh for a long time i just didn't like can because i can't watch him putt it's just like <laughs> happy, it's just like happy feet but um yeah i don't know do we know anything about chef uh Shuffle's hell? yeah i think he's um from what i heard he's good to he's good to play but he doesn't know like how well he'll play but he knows he's healthy enough to tee it up and probably play the entire event but i don't but i think he doesn't know exactly how his body will respond in terms of just quality of play but i think he's he's you know good to go he's played here twice missed the cup both times it's a really long event because of all the pro-am uh factor to it i just will go against shuffle for that reason um so that kind of leaves sheffer and finau to decide between i would lean finau but again only because he's that little bit cheaper I would too. I just think he's, again, another guy who, when he's been winning these events, have been pretty much on easier courses. 
whereas Scheffler isn't really the case. It's usually the harder one. So if I had to rank these guys, and I agree with on, on Xander, I think you get a big time ownership discount on him if that's what you're looking for. If you want to, you know, game theory wise, I think he could be a sneaky play. But if you're just looking for the best plays, in my opinion, I'd rank them Cantlay, Finau, Rom, Shoffley. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, how popular is a Cantley Zalatoris start to a lineup this week. Yeah, I mean it's tough to tell because it's so early, so we don't really know yet. But I, I definitely can guess, and I think um, I don't think Zalatoris is going to be crazy popular. Um, Do you I, think I people think are okay. still worried about the injury? Because I think he proved everything he needed to coming back last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, and plus he has the course history too. So I do think um, you know he was good here last year. So yeah, I think he, he pretty much proved it. He played really well last week. I'm still. I'm not skeptical because the injury, really. I'm just he's he missed a lot of time. Yeah, I I like him. I think it's a good spot to play him. I don't think you're going to get too many times where, other than the majors, where he's going to be priced like this because the other times he's going to do spot starts when some of the stars are missing. And I think this is a good spot. <clears throat> you would think that now this is everything we say Zalatoris sh- like shouldn't be good at or like his his strengths are negated at because it's a birdie fest. But he just he was good here last time. Uh, he was sixth. Didn't didn't climb in the way you'd expect him to. Like he shot the second round sixty one and then drifted on on the Saturday, but I mean he he was plenty good enough and I think he will go well again this week. Yeah, it's tough because you think of this place as like a putting contest, right? And you want to say if it's a putting contest, he's not the guy you want. But um, you know, you hit everything to three feet. It doesn't really matter, right? Exactly that, and and he will. Like the 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 T game is really important. It's tough because the T screen data is going to be based on just two rounds because it's only at the TPC Stadium course, right? It's it's not all four courses. So, just sort of a couple of trends like eleven of the twelve, uh, eleven of the past twelve winners of this event uh, have played in one of the two Hawaii events uh, in January. Uh, since settling um, on the three course rotation in 2016, all seven winners have played in Hawaii before winning here. So you have to go back to Bill Huss in 2015 for the last time someone won on their first Canada start. Since 2016, only one of the seven winners, and that was John Rahm, won here without playing the Sony the week before. And of those people that played the Sony the week before, only Adam Long had missed the cut and then came and win here. And Adam Long basically broke every single trend. Uh, Ten of the past 12 winners have posted a top 15 finish in one of their seven most recent starts. Adam Long and Hudson Swafford last year were the exceptions. And eight of the past nine winners of this event um, had played this event once before winning here. So pretty decent trends to go by again these things can change on a you know a dime you know one person wins a playoff etc but i do think that should be considered the the odds of the winners recently hudson swafford 201 siwoo kim 61 andrew landry 201 adam long 601 john rahm 10 hudson swafford 66 jason duffner 40 so there's only been john rahm win it at less than 40 to 1 but this is the strongest field and the people in the in the right form at the right time. So I think that could potentially change this time. It could, but we can see why the long shots win here because the just skills. Could, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just you know you don't have to have a hit it long and straight to contend here. And then whoever gets the hottest putter, like Rom said it best, it's a putting contest. But um, I yeah, actually I, think it's like you don't even have to hit it longish, but I do think hitting it straight is undervalued here. It, you know, people think that you can just blast it in a rough and be long and that's better but i actually think you do get rewarded for being in those fairways because you're never gonna like none of the par fours are like that long they're only just over 400 yards so all of the players are going to be having short irons and wedges in 
So I think you do kind of give yourself a little bit of a um, differential when you do hit these fairways. Yeah, and you look at a lot of the winners you just listed are pretty accurate guys too, like the Duffners of the world. So, yeah, I, I do think uh, it's anyone can win, but like you said, this field is better than usual. But maybe, you know, maybe it isn't. Maybe these guys just, like you said, they're just playing well, and we should still be targeting long shots. Yeah, I mean, just looking at accuracy, so Hudson Swap was 37th driving accuracy, Siwoo Kim 16th, Andrew Landry 3rd, Adam Long 12th, John Rahm 28th. That's a pretty good bank of form for a PGA Tour event in terms of driving accuracy, so I think that's quite important. Yeah. Uh, and then putting average 5th, 11th, 1st, 1st, 8th. So, wow. Yeah, putting is just, you know, order of the day. None of the players in the last five have ranked outside the top six in par five scoring. The par threes are interesting because. They don't. The winners don't generally rank that high in them. Twenty third, second, twenty third, eighth, twenty third. But they can kill you around. Like they, I think it's like the last three. Is it the three on the back nine or like the three to four toughest holes in the course? Yeah, yeah, they are. And there's water and stuff there. So yeah. Tom Kim bounce back week. No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, I'm looking at like you just mentioned Zalatoris. For me, I would I'm going to go away from him, and I like going back to Sungjae. Yeah. First. Who would you go, Sungjae or Tom Kim, gets pictures one? I'm taking Sungjae because I think, like, last week I said I didn't like Sungjae because he hadn't shown anything at that course ever. Huh. And, yeah, it should work for him, but it really hasn't. And so, you know, why, why, what made people think that it would? So this, this course he loves, 12th, 10th, 12th, 11th, like, that's incredibly solid. Four you haven't finished worse than 12th in four starts. Like, he hasn't really contended, but I think he could. And I think I think actually it's a little bit like I can't remember which event I said it about, but being that consistent on an event that can just have so much variance in terms of putting and things like that is actually just as impressive as winning one and finishing top ten. Like going twelve, tenth, twelve, eleventh on a course, an event that features three courses and four pro am rounds is actually largely impressive. I think. Yeah, and then and Tom played here in twenty twenty one, missed the cut. Yeah, I don't that that I wouldn't worry about, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's worth noting. I didn't. Really I was just surprised that. he played it. He played it. Yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he would have been like nineteen, I think. Um, yeah. But he was playing some decent golf at that point. Like he was still playing like Saudi international and things like that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't completely as boot. Can... I I like both of them though, but I would lean Sungjae of the two. Yeah. Uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit. Sam Burns, Brian Harmon, Siwoo Kim. Any of those three guys? Uh, see, Will, you could go back to if he's not popular. I mean, he's great at this event. If he, if he didn't win last week, he'd probably be one of the most popular that's, players, right? That's what I mean. He's he's the top play, probably, in, in this range. Um, v finishes third last week. Um, so yeah. I actually think it's a good spot, and I think it's a good spot for Brian Harmon's bounce back as well. And if you think about it, too, I think Cameron Young seems really popular, and so I think you could go to both those guys, and people people get pissed at Brian Harmon really easily. And I'm, I'm one of them too. Like yeah. you go to him once, he doesn't win the event. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. I'm not playing him ever again. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's th still six of six. He's still averaging 99 fancy points a game. And his record here is absolutely flawless since they, they settled in his rotation. 11th, third, 20th. He's got one miscut, 21st, 8th, third. Oh, that's huge. And it, and when you think about it, it's, it's short irons and wedges. That's what Brian Harmon's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good course history. Unbelievable. Um, and then people last week, like, he, he did let, let people down, I would say, because he was really popular. 100%. And he, and he, yeah, like 30 seconds. It was but tough. it's not like he was absolutely horrible. No, he just wasn't good enough. And that, that's the thing with with overvaluing people for what they are. Like, 
he he was thirty second. Like any other week that Brian Harmon's thirty second, you're you're pretty happy with it. He finished with a sixty five. Uh, he opened with a sixty seven, so he was in pretty good uh, form. Sam Burns, I'm guessing, will be res- relatively popular as well. A bit of a discount on the top guys. Yeah, he always is. Uh, pretty good course history too. Uh, I think it's a good spot for him, but like I just I like those other plays just because I think the reduced kind of uh, ownership. Yeah, I do too. I I like the other guys better. I don't have much to say on Cam Young. I think he's fine. Aaron Wise again, fine. Do you have anything to say on those two guys? I I don't really like either of them at all. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily force them in. I think if, if I was going to play one, I'd find Cam Young. I might use him to kind of break up some lineups a little bit, but. Other than that, no. Taylor Montgomery, putting contest, perfect for him, but his ball striking has not been great. Yeah, I'm not going to just bank on his putting to be... to be. And plus, you know, last week kind of got into contention a little bit. I mean, I don't know, maybe there was some emotional uh, uh, toll there with him kind of... It seemed like he was the guy to beat after 36 holes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not big on him in general, and I just don't want to bet him until I'm seeing some... Uh, or play him until I'm seeing better ball striking numbers well so look Andrew Putnam's been popular recently and I think he should be popular here again right and and I think it's absolutely fine to go there I think Cam Davis is fine to go to but the reason I'm not playing Montgomery is because $300 cheaper is Sahith Tagada who to me has just got this kind of upside that the others haven't shown like we we think Taylor Montgomery is going to be what Tagada's been and Andrew Putnam it was between kind of Andrew Putnam and and Tagada in this kind of 66 to 1 range for me in terms of betting Figala has come close to winning that TPC River Highlands. That's a Pete Dye course. Uh, he should have won that. He double bogeyed the last hole. He was the 54-hole leader in Phoenix, desert course. Lost that. And he was second at the RSM, multi-course event. All of those things kind of suggest to me that he should play well here. When you look, he was 33rd on his debut at this golf course. Shot a second round 62 at the Nicholas course. That was bouncing back from a 72 at La Quinta, which is poor. But he was an afternoon starter that day. And, and like I think there was some weird scores in the Kinza that day as well, so not too worried considering it was a final round 75 that saw him fall from 11th to 33rd as well. So the fact that he shot that third round 68 at the stadium course gives me a bit more confidence. Like if the if the two poor rounds of the week were 72 and 75 and they both came at the stadium course, I'd have the reasons for concern. But because one of them came at the Kinza, where I think he could easily go and shoot a 63 or a 64 here this week and change his week completely, uh, I think. Sahitha Gala is probably one of the best value on the board. I agree. He was my first bet of the week. I woke up this morning and couldn't wait to get the number. I thought it was going to be like 40 or 45, and it was like 55, 60, so I jumped on it right away. I love him. All the reasons you said I thought were great. Um, I completely agree, and I'll add on top of it, he was born and raised in California, still lives in California, yeah. went to Pepper, Pepperdine, which is in California. He's really comfortable playing in this in this part of the uh, country. Yeah, and like most of these courses around California and stuff, like the resort type courses, are all the same. They're all the same, like, yeah. They're, they're just, other than when you go to like the Rivieras and places like that, but they're all very similar. Tom Hoagie, I love. I think people, a little bit like the Brian Harmon thing, people were so galaxy-braining themselves about whether he was going to make the flight back and how well he was going to play off that TCU thing that people just thought, you know, they were talking about him all last week. Finished 41st, but he was 68, rounds of 68, 70, 67, 67. I think his form was absolutely fine. He was top, I think he was fourth again in strokes game approach last week. Maybe maybe ninth. He was, he was inside the top ten for strokes gain approach. Um, he's played here six times, missed three cuts, but he's also got a second and a sixth. When he was second here twelve months ago, he was two shots shy of Hudson Swafford. He was only one back after fifty four holes. He's played well at Sawgrass a couple of times, twenty second and thirty third. 
He was the 36 hole leader there at Sawgrass last year as well. First time he's playing this event, a little bit like what I said about the Sony, like first time he's playing this event as a winner. I think that changes things. I think it's perfect. Like he's the best player in terms of strokes gain approach on the season. I know it's still young, but he he's hitting it brilliantly and it's not out of character for him. Like that is his skill set. And that should work really well here. Yeah, I agree. I, I told you last week I wasn't going to play him because I just can't get him right. And I still yeah. kind of feel that way. Like, it feels like it should set up really, really well for him. It should, uh, you know, he played well here last year. He's uh, still gaining strokes on approach. It's unbelievable. Last two weeks, 10.2 and then 4.9 last week. Yeah. Um, Game stroked off the tee. He just was kind of bad around the green, which I don't think should be a, a major factor here. Um, but you didn't think it would be last week either. So, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's a, a solid price in the betting market too it just um he can go low with the best of them he, he's played well uh played well in, at Pe- one at pebble right so it's california too uh so yeah a lot, a lot of things point to him pram thing as well right yep, uh, yep. Just, and rsm he went close and you know that's another multi-course thing as well i think there is definitely something to that about having to switch over different courses get used to like i have to shoot low here to take advantage of the week i have to play these pram partners so there's big things to that yeah KH Lee, Adam Hadwin, Wyndham Clark, JT Poston, Taylor Pendrith. Any one of those take your fancy? Someone's trying to convince me on KH Lee today. I don't know uh, if he's for me, really, but he's been playing really well. Um, has he played at this this event well? Uh, he has played here. I don't think he's played noticeably well. 21st, 32nd, 63rd. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a way, like even Hoagie, too, to, to, to get off the... I think Adam Hadwin's going to be pretty popular. Because yeah. he's had such great course yeah, history. Ridiculous. Yeah, um, but I might play him anyway. I think KH Lee's fine. I think he's the type of person that you look at his form at the golf course and it's not great. But he's had like, he opened with a 64 last year and I think he was a first round leader. And we know he can go low at any time in his birdie fest. Like, it would just be no surprise to me. A little bit like, I guess, Sung Jae in the end. Like I wasn't on Sung Jae last week, but it's no real surprise that he played well at the Sony Open. There's no, there's nothing like surprising about it, and he was a good price, so um, I could see the KH Lee thing. I probably won't do it, but uh, completely understand it. The one for me I was interested in was Wyndham Clark. Is this kind of talk that he's gonna step you up love this Wyndham year? Clark. Yeah, he feels like he's gonna step up this year, but I feel like you need a tougher track. Yeah, yeah, but he. Yeah, I, I like him to a place where I think like driving is a big advantage if you can drive the ball well, and I don't know like. He's he's relatively he's like driving and putting. He reminds me of almost like a Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, but he was the one that I was reasonably considering. And then we've got these this, this trio, which I'm assuming one of us is going to pick one of these players. <laughs> Jason Day, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler. I'm going. Oh, yeah. I'm planting my flag on Ricky. Okay, I'll I'll plant my my flag on Rose then. Okay. Because I like Rose. You go with Rose, and then I'll follow up. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to like to have a, a long diatribe here of why I like him, um, but, but there really isn't much. Just because I, I do like the fact that you know, like when he struggles, he he kind of can get a little wonky with the driver. I think he'll be okay with that here. I think putting contest, he's the type of guy who just randomly gain 11 to 12 strokes putting. Like I I can see him definitely doing that at some point. Um, and he he is a high ceiling. Like he he's very risky. But when he does play well, he really gets in the mix. He was ninth at Houston back in November, gained six strokes putting. He was fourth at Canadian Open, gained 8.7 strokes putting. He was 13th at the PGA Championship, gained more than four strokes putting. He just is a spike putter. I mean, the PGA in 2021 gained 11.7 strokes putting. So I like him in this 
uh, area. He's played some good golf throughout his career here, which, you know, isn't saying much because he's played good golf pretty much everywhere at this point. But, uh, you know, he's won Farmers. He's so I, I just think I don't love the fact that he, I don't know what he's been doing for the past three or four months. That's my only concern. So my concern with Rose and Days is not tough enough. I just think they're like they're both capable of hitting irons and short irons and wedges really well, and they can get streak with their passes. So everything's just they can do it. There's no every single player on this on this in this event can shoot a low number at any single one of these golf courses. Like there's there's nothing stopping any one of these people. There's no player that you go they can't play well here. It just doesn't. They are the easiest golf courses to set up for the programs, etc. Oh, I think Ricky Fowler is most suited because I just think he can go lower and. He's had that sit for the Fortinet. He's had that second at the Zozo. Played pretty well for two rounds at the CJ Cup. Finished 34th. And a little, this might just, this could just be complete bullshit, and it probably is. But hasn't he seemed to be around a bit more, like on YouTube and Instagram and things like that? I don't think you do that unless you're confident in your game again. Yeah, and, and again, we saw, like you said, most importantly, we saw the signs of it. It's not like he's hasn't been doing anything no. at all. He's second at Zozo. That's kind of a shorter course. Um, and then Fortnite, a little bit of a shorter course. So I think he... California that, as well, right? Yeah, but then you look at Shriners, and I feel like he should have played well there. But that's, I think that's a good thing, that it kind of put people off, that he didn't play well at the Shriners. Because when you look at his course form here, like it's pretty good over the last few years. Um, tenth three years ago, and he was uh, the first six-hole leader. And I seem to remember that, and I think like he was battling with his swing. I think he had just gone to John Tillery, I think. And he he was really battling with it, and now I just think he's like he feels more prepared. He's back with Butch. Everyone's kind of waxing lyrical about his swing on video and things like that. Uh, I love Ricky Fowler for a big season, and I think this is. The, I just don't think he got like. There's two types of people that go on YouTube and play all these kind of celebrity matches. They're the people that have basically retired or given up, uh, and just chasing the final paycheck. And then there's people that are ready to be seen again, uh, and are confident in their game. And I think that's what Katrina Fowler falls into. Yeah, he's won in the desert before. Um, I was also thinking too. I saw DraftKings has early prices for waste management. He was eighty to one there, which I thought was pretty good for. Perfect. Like he's won there, isn't he? Won there and lost a playoff. He's won. Yep, yep. That's his best course, and he's eighty to one. So if he shows something this week, he's probably forty to one when it comes in two weeks but, or whatever it is. Bet that now. Like, yeah, I, I really would. Um, let's not go one by one. I have one person that I just really want to moan about in the seven K range, and then we can basically just talk about our favorite plays. Uh, so I'll just look and do we go to someone like a Dietrich? And um, I'm not going to. I just feel like he showed a lot of potential and could go well here. I feel like it could be a good bounce back spot for Keith Mitchell, but I'm not going to do it. Just the only reason I'll be doing it is to protect myself against that random bounce back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, I thought I was going to like Joel Damon, but his course history is trash and I think he just likes a, a tougher golf course probably doesn't like the pro-am format as much as you think he would just because he has a beer with the boys or whatever so that left me with Will Gordon and David Lipsky as the people I like okay Will Gordon and David Lipsky um, Lipsky was great last week right yeah I think I think for me with David Lipsky you look at it uh, he couldn't quite keep the pace he, he was two shots back after the first six hole and 54 hole stage uh, finished four shots back overall but you look um, he's won twice already on the DP World Tour. This is not news to, to you, Matt. He's, he's won once on the Corn Ferry Tour. When you look at it, like in terms of Pete Dye form, he's played six times on Pete Dye Golf Course as a professional. Um, this is including the Zurich Classic team event, obviously, so you've got to take a bit of a pinch of salt. But he's got a win in the second on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's got a fourth in the Zurich Classic with Aaron Rye, who I imagine doesn't exactly carry him. 
and a 14th place here on his debut last year. Yeah. Adding the fact that he was fourth in approach last week, 12th in tee to green. Um, and even when he was 44th at the Shriners, he posted a final around 65. To me, there's a lot to like about Lipsky. I think he's like, he was actually a rookie. He was a rookie last season, and I didn't know that. I thought he'd been on the PJ Tour before and held dual membership, but he hasn't. So that was his first full season of the PJ Tour, and I think he came out looking pretty good. Yeah, I liked him a lot in a lot of spots last year. I, I think Pebble might be a good spot for him too. Yeah. Um, which means this probably is. So yeah, I, I like Lipsky. He's uh, I think he's pretty good. Um, Gordon, I just think low scoring. Like I just, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything else to it. I just think he can get low. And one other one, I will say, I did like Luke List. I listened back to my podcast last year in terms of betting. I haven't listened back to this one just yet. But I imagine I've probably said the same sort of things about him. But 21st and 22nd, the last two years here. Uh, sixth when it first turns these three courses in 2016. And it just felt like we saw a little bit um, of life from Luke List towards the end of last season. Nothing spectacular. Like he was eighth at the halfway stage at Zozo, tailed off. Um, but I just think there's a little bit coming from, from Luke List again. Yeah, you got to be a guy, whether you play Luke List or don't play him. I, I never play him, so I'm not going to now. But if you're someone who likes to play him, I think it's a nice buy uh, early spot rather than get on him too late. Yeah. And what were your thoughts on um, on Dietrich? I just think I just think he can score low. I just I just like him for this type of test. I think he's the type of person that can flat trap bully courses. Uh, Bermuda second, fifteenth for the Maricopa. Played well. Played okay at the Ned Bank Challenge. Didn't really fulfil his potential. He shot a fine around 77 there, but he was right in the mix again to win. Um, so that was the last time we saw him. I don't think he wins. I don't think he even contends to win. But I think 12th, 13th is absolutely fine. Uh, the person I wanted to moan at. Why are people still on Christian Bazuin now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Now, I mean, I this could be the the one time that this really like. Bites, you know, bites me in the ass here, but I do not understand it. He's been awful. He's had two top twelve finishes in his career on the PJ Tour. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. He has such a limited skill set. I know anyone can win here. He finished fortieth here last year. There's nothing to like. I go on Twitter every Monday. Christian Bazuin had ninety to one. What a number! Christian Bazuin at one hundred and ten. What a number! Christian Bazuin at one hundred and twenty. Why? What what is there about Christian Bazuin now that's good? What when do you look at Christian Bazuin now and go, "There's a win coming soon"? Yeah, he ain't winning this. I'll tell you that, and I agree with you completely. I've never played him before. I don't think, and I I don't plan on ever starting. Um, Are people just thinking back to Bay Hill two years ago? I guess, and then I guess maybe thinking of him as like you know a President's Cup player, like he's good enough to be on that team, or I don't I don't. But he actually isn't. That's, no, that's, that, that, that's, that's <laughs> like he shouldn't be on that team. That's what frustrates me even more. I'm pretty sure I looked at it. Like I was, I was looking right into it, and I'm sure he's got a 12th place finish at the BMW last year, which is a limited field event anyway. He finished second at the John Deere. Byron Nelson 12. So, so he's actually had more than two top 12s. But that's basically it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. He's he's not this, great. To put it into perspective, David Lingworth's had as many top eleven finishes in the last five events as Bazuina has in his career. I think on the PGA Wow, well. yeah, not to, not too surprising. Um, so for me, I'm looking at quickly the guys who I liked in this range are Steele. I think is playing okay, um, and he's one in this region. He's one in Napa, one in California. Um, he has some pretty good course history. He's a second here in 2015. I think another second maybe in 2017 or 2018. Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, but I, he's, he's played pretty well at this course. Yeah, second in 2015, then a sixth a couple years later, and then he's been solid, 20th, 57th, 43rd, 21st, miscut. But I think he's a not a bad spot. You got Laird there, who's played really well in this area and has played well at this course a couple of times. Um, and then, who was Lee Hodges? Wasn't he in the mix last year here? Yeah, Lee Hodges plays well in these type of events. I like both of those guys. I think Steele is, is interesting. People were concerned about, are you just playing him last week because of the course history? And he had that... He had a bit of a back issue, didn't he? But he played reasonably well last week. I know he yeah, finished 48th, 40th. but he started better than that. Um, it was only the finals, uh, the second round that really cost him. I'm sure Lee Hodges was at least in the mix at the 36th hole stage here last year. Yeah, and he Hodges finished in third. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just seems like guys have had like the lower tier guys have had repeat performances here a lot. Like it's almost like the players who you know aren't great. They, Landry's and the, and the people. Like yeah, that. they do the same thing every year. So maybe that's a spot like that he might be able to do this. Sean O'Hare had two ninth and three, uh, two top tens in three years here. Landry had the second and the first. Michael um, Thompson two top nines here. Yeah, I got suckered into that last year. Adam Han with four top sixes in a row. It's just, I know Adam Hadwin's probably a little bit above some of the people we've been saying there, but it's the same type of people that you don't, you don't have too much success everywhere else. But for some reason, you can go low on this pretty easy set of golf courses yeah so i don't mind going back to hodges there i like that um something flashed up to me about matthew neesmith and i don't know why earlier i was just looking at things and matthew neesmith came out uh 17th here on debut two miscuts since so i don't really know what it was about neesmith that that caught my eye uh, i didn't really look too much further into it but he had a decent finish to the end of last year yeah he did he's uh I, I get it. Uh, it seems like he's going to be relatively popular too early, but it's just the big return so far, and people kind of clicking his name this week. Um, is he, what, what's his price? Seventy one hundred. Seventy one hundred. Yeah. So it's not like he's in that six k range where like people will just be penciling him in for the sake of it. You do have to kind of pick him. Is the way to put it, I guess. But um, Ben Ahn, he's playing pretty well. Putted really well last week, didn't he? I think he was like third in putting, which yeah. <laughs> for someone that puts with his eyes closed wasn't bad. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was basically it. I don't know if I can go back based on that, but he's done. Has he done well here? Mm, I don't think so. Seems like a place where he would. Yeah, eighth in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so he's played miscut in eighth. So it's pretty good. It's uh, Mike, Michael Thompson. Oh, I know we're down on the six Ks now, but yeah, yeah. Michael Thompson was the one that I said that had those two top nines in three starts. Yeah, yeah I think that's fine. I don't think you want to get too caught up in this 6K range, would be my advice. Yeah, but it's one of the events where you might have to if you want to go. Well, I think people are going to go top heavy because they're worried about the top of the field. Ryan Armour seemed to stick out to me a bit. I think he had some decent approach numbers last week. Uh, just double check. I'm sure I saw him hit some decent. Maybe it wasn't then. Maybe it wasn't Ryan Armour. But he's played well here in the past. He's got a 16th. So he would be one. Just can hit wedges. And Sadoshi Kodaira is playing well in Japan before the break. Yeah, he's just got a couple top five finishes in a row. I saw that. Um, yeah, he, he makes some sense. He makes sense. Uh, Gim has played well here, hasn't he? Doug Gim has played well here. Uh, I think he had a top 20 finish. Fifth in 2021. Fifth, there you go. 5th and 59th. My, my memory is all over the place at the moment. I'm just kind of guessing at the moment. Um, 
You're not going to go back to Tiger? Uh, probably not. I might bet him like the 450 to one that I saw, but not. I think he's too risky for DraftKings this week. Yeah, I just, I don't feel great. I think if you're in these low six K ranges, you want to see someone that's shown a little bit of life here. I wonder what Sabatini's done here after my little tweet about him uh, last week. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> major record was insane. Um, he's played here five of the last seven times he's made the cut. Best of 12 two years ago. So he can... What year was it that the program wasn't on? Was it 2020? It was the COVID year. So that was... I guess it would be 2020, yeah. Have we had two... Or did we have two years where there wasn't programs? I believe it was just one. So that would be the other thing I would say is look at the 2020 results and factor that in maybe. Yeah. Just as a little bullet, like some people may have played well that week because they don't have to talk to people. Right. If there's like a standout performance, for something, like Fina was fourth that week, but finished 14th and 40th the other two weeks. Cameron Davis, 28th and 29th before that, third that week. Cantley, second that, that year. Uh, I know he was, no, that's not right. No, he was second two years ago, so he would Sheffler, have been fine. Scheffler was third. Yeah. And then he miscut the next year. Yeah, I just read a year along, because I'm thinking 2020 was only two years ago. It's actually three years ago now. God, I'm getting old, I think. Um, I don't have too much to say in this hit scary range. I'm buying time here, really. I, I feel like I would just be talking about people just for the sake of talking. I don't feel... I don't have too many convictions anyone in the hit scary range. Now you get Landry down there again if you think he can kind of do it. He hasn't really done anything in a long time, though, has he? Adam Schenk? Yeah, no. Made I don't think so. Like, made the cut last week, makes the cut here in general. It wasn't he, didn't they put up that ridiculous stat that he was second in birdies over the last X amount of years behind Sung JM? Yep. Yeah, that's right. So maybe that suits him. I also don't mind the upside of someone like Harry Hall. Yeah. Yep, he played pretty well. I saw his name a couple of times last week. And he, he kept was... popping up on the coverage, and I thought he played better. He had two. He went 66-69-66-69, which most weeks is going to do pretty good, but he actually only finished 28. So I think that's fine. How about Augusto Nunez, who's played well last week, gained 2.8 in approach. He was finished 40, 41st, 6,200. He was a corn fairy guy, so he's probably used to going low. Um wonder if he's played any of those kind of peak die courses on the corn ferry. Have a look. He had a real hot stretch from like June to July of 2022 in the corn ferry tour. Do you ever factor anything in like these people playing peak die courses on the corn ferry and stuff like that? I, I think it probably is a good thing to look at. I mean, it seems like the same guys play well every year in corn ferry stuff. So, so he finished 39th at Sawgrass Valley course, at the corn, but he shot a final around 75, so he would have been higher placed before that. He finished 28th at the MGM Resorts event, but again, third round, 75, so he probably would have played better than that. And TBC San Antonio missed the cut. But, so yeah, so two out of three results, he's played okay. I think he could get you through a cut. 54-hole cut this time around is, is something to kind of yeah, that's for true. people, I guess. Um, that's, that's a reason, too, you'd want to take more chances as well. Yeah. I just think it's one of those ones where like you can just see someone just meandering to a cut just because they've had. I mean, what what is the cut line here normally? Typically, do you remember? I think there was um, there was one year where it was like minus nine, and then the other ones it was like five or six. Okay, so you do have to have some decent rounds, I guess. 
I don't hate going back to Lingworth. He let me down last week, and he was actually decently owned last week, so maybe people will be put off. But this is where he's actually played well in the part. I mean, he's won the event before it was the three-course rotation it is now, and then played well, I think, the first year that it made these three courses. Yep. Yeah, he was he was runner-up, so he lost in the playoff uh, the first time they set up these three courses. He won it the year before, or two years before that, and he's finished 34th and 57th since. So, not played for the last four years. I think Lingworth might be the one, 6700 again. I think it was exactly the same price last week and was shit for me, but why not? Let's do it again. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. What about uh, James Hahn? I was, I was just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I have him start here. I bet him here last year. I was reading my preview. It was like 300 to 1. Um, I always like James Hahn, but he's there's a lot of green in his recent... He hasn't played this season yet, but I mean, he was really good kind of to end the year. Well, yeah, not yeah. really good, but... Probably just needs to stay off Twitter, I think. And he'd probably be okay. Um, tried to get him on the podcast, didn't work. Stuart yeah. Sink, I bet, first-round leader last week. And he was 5-under through 12, and I was really excited. And then he couldn't hit a fairway, couldn't hit uh, anything. He was just absolutely horrendous for the final few holes. He's finished 20th here in the past. He's playing okay. Wow, 5.1 on the approach last week. Yeah, I think, I think he's a decent bet for this. He was 20th here five years ago doesn't play it that often but he was 11th actually in the 54 hole stage so Stuart Sink could be interesting yeah I, I like that he could be have a another resurgence yeah he was for about sixth time in his career yeah um, let's wrap these up Matt who's your favourite player in the 10k Patrick Cantley Cantley yeah I would have to agree on that 9k range I'm going to go with Zalatoris I'm going to go with Sungjae I like that. Are we both in agreement on Thigala at 8-6? Yes. 7K range. have a couple from here. I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler at 7-8. And then I'm going to go with David Lipsky at 7-3. I'm going to go Rose at 7-9. I also like that no one ever plays him, so I think that's good. (laughs) Rose at 7-9 and then uh, Steele at 74. Yeah, and then the 6K range, I'll give another couple as well because, like you said, people will need them. David Lingworth, 6,700. And let's go with Stuart Sink at 68. I will go with, I think, um, Gim or Han, I'm kind of thinking of. I think just, just safe to get through the cut, it feels like for me. Uh, guys who have played well here in the past. And then I do like, if you're really trying to jam somebody in, I like Nunez at 6,200. Yeah, if you, I think if you're desperation, you can go to those people. But we, I would say... Fair to say, don't advise it unless you really need to. If you're yeah. forcing in the kind of two 10k guys or 10, you're going with like Ram and Zalatoris or something, you're going to have to go there, but otherwise, probably try and steer clear. Right. I think that's it, Matt. I think we'll put a bow on that. Um, happy Martin Luther King Day for, for everybody you. in the States. Um, not something that is recognized over here, so I had to go to work today. Um, but all the good times to put your golf bets on, put your uh, DraftKings lineups in, and uh, hopefully have a better week than we did at the Sony. All right. All right, everyone have a good week.